When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the tailgate. Uh, usually I'm, I try to be more emphatic with these. It's usually on like the second or third take that I get the right energy that I want, but it's sad boy CFB hours or CFB sad boy hours. That's what we're going to call this episode because both Penn state and Alabama lost this weekend in heartbreaking fashion. Uh, it, it, it was not fun. It was not a fun weekend for either of us. I had a point it to make serves, to do, but. serves us right, though, Kevin. I, think I mean, the, fair. We we make awful picks, you know, going two and two or, you know, under 500 every week on picks. So <laughs> two we, two we just, on a good weekend? Yeah, two and two on a good weekend. We deserve this. We deserve the pain and suffering that comes along with whatever this That's, is. That's true. I was looking up to see the last time Alabama and Penn State lost in the same day. Yeah. And I was hoping it'd be this long time. You know, it was November 9th, 2019. I was going to say, I thought it was recently because I remember, I, I distinctly remember texting you about it because you, you were, if I'm not mistaken, this was the, was this the one where you were keeled over in agony? Was this yep. that Snapchat? Yeah, that's the one. Yep. It was your profile picture for a little bit or something like that. Yep, that was the LSU game. Yes, that's right. Which, And then y'all lost to Minnesota that day. But I want to point something out about that game, by the way. Which one? The LSU one or just recently? The LSU-Alabama game. Yeah. I was at the gym the following Monday after work, and they had around the horn on. And Woody Hayes was saying, oh – uh, Alabama like wasn't catching up to not Woody Hayes. What's his name? What's the old dude on Around the Horn? Uh, Ryan something, isn't it? Woody Page. It's Woody Page. Oh, I got gotcha, the Woody yeah, right. Yeah. Woody Page yeah. said, "I don't know. I always call him Woody Hayes, and it's because of 
the yeah. Ohio State coach. I but I hate it because it's so wrong. But anyway, Woody Page says I don't care if they had another three quarters. Alabama wasn't beating LSU. Alabama scored twenty one points in the fourth quarter. Penn, uh, LSU scored 13, so it was a close game, and it would have continued to be a close game. But saying Alabama wasn't going to win is yeah, absurd. It's, yeah, it's a dumb statement. I, I remember the Penn State loss because uh, I took my brother down to Penn State the weekend after uh, to when they played um, uh, not – so they lost to Minnesota, Indiana, um, and – I remember it was completely deflated. Like, you know, everyone was realizing like, yep, that's the, that's the playoff chance gone right there. And so while it was still a fun atmosphere, it was just one of those like kind of, uh, how do you depressing really is the only word to, to describe it. It's just like, wow, fuck. Now we, you know, that's it. There was, you know, we had a, we had a tiny margin. Don't get us wrong. We had a tiny, tiny 0.01% chance to make it. But it was like from that uh, Dumb and Dumber movie. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> yeah, it, it was the nail in the cockpit team. But yeah, uh, outside of that, do you know the last time Alabama and Penn State lost on the same day? No. November 10th, 2012. Yeah, so good what, seven years. Yep, you know, Alabama. Prior. That was the Johnny Manziel year, I believe. Holy shit, that was that long ago? Yep, it, it, I'm pretty sure it was because yeah, because Texas A&M won at Bryant Denny. Uh, that was also Cliff Kingsbury was their offensive coordinator. Holy fuck! And then Penn State lost to Nebraska that day. Yeah, you said that was 2012, right? So that was, I mean, yep. that was still in the the grips of the death sentence or the quote unquote death sentence. Yeah. No, it, it was, uh, but Alabama went on to win the national championship. So, but speaking of death sentences, people are predicting that Coach O is on his way out as LSU's head coach. People are predicting this for a while, but I think Bama Hammer wrote something about it saying, don't expect him to be on the sidelines in Tuscaloosa come November 6th. Wow, that's that's a short turnaround. I mean, I I don't know if it is. You lose to uh, UCLA. You barely beat Mississippi State. You lose to Auburn. You lose to Kentucky. Then they have Florida and Mrs. Ole Miss coming up. If they don't keep those games close, I wouldn't be surprised if they. Just axe Coach O. I think it's about a year, not a year, it's uh, five, six games too late. I think they should have done it after last year. Because that team, that 2020 LSU team, and I know COVID, it was a weird year. There was just something off about that team, even without COVID. Yeah. But he won a national championship the year prior, so he gets passed. Yep. But with all the scandals... And everything else surrounding that team, it's not all him. Some of it is less miles as well. But it, there just needs to be a change in Baton Rouge. And then with the announcement today, uh, Ricks is out for the year. A good defensive back, five-star. 
and Derek Stingley's at least out this weekend. Uh, it's they're kind of screwed. Yeah, it'd be a miracle if they stopped anything. And now we get to get into who I'm trying to think of the right phrasing here because I don't want to use the word deplore. Morally bankrupt human beings in Baton Rouge want to replace as want to replace at Orgeron. There's two names on the list. Lane Kiffin, which it's probably not going to happen. That's not that bad. He hooked up with some college girls at a bar. Whatever. Doesn't matter. And good old Chucky, John Gruden, the recently shamed coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, they want him to come down to Baton Rouge and coach the LSU Tigers. Now, I think it fits what that program has become. A- any disagreements there? Uh, not really. No. I, I mean, that's that's what I when, – when, you know – we first got to thinking about that. I was like, there's going to be, he's going to go down to college or something like that. You know, it, you know he's not going to be sending any more emails. That's for damn sure. But like, <laughs> he's going to go to college and, you know, he's going to go to a college team and, you know, I don't know, fucking win a national championship. And then, you know, everybody will forget about it. That's true. I, I don't think they'll forget that. And I don't think he's going to have a chance to go to a, premier power five school at the very least. Mm. I don't even know if he can go to a power five school. And I know I don't like talking about old stuff, but LSU is with the brand and everything. It is a premier power five destination. They'll put money into the program. Right. But I think we might have, if he ever wants to coach again, I don't think so. He basically stole 30, $40 million from the Las Vegas Raiders. But (laughs) I think he would have to go a Rick Pitino route. Maybe go coach in the CFL for a year. Not not even the CFL. Maybe the Mexican League where Trent Richardson is playing right now. Yeah, kind of drop below the radar up here and, and then, you know, come yeah, back. Uh, Patino went to uh, a Greek team uh, whose name is this game? Panathinaikos. Panathinaikos. That's who we're going to pronounce as. He's also the Greek uh, head coach for the national team. But... I think he's going to have to go to one of those schools. He might have to go to like a McNeese state or like North Dakota state. That's out of the question for him. They're too nationally known. Yeah. His best bet to become a premier coach again would be coach at some shit school for five years, make them a powerhouse in their conference and then go to a D one school for a year and then go to the NFL again. Makes sense. But even then, that that's a long shot. Yeah, it is. I, I don't even know if he'd want to do it. And if not, this is the last chance, last time we've ever heard John Gruden's name. But I would love it so much if he goes to LSU. <laughs> would be fitting there, Kevin. He the only issue is he might be a little too good for LSU. What he did compared to what LSU has done isn't that bad. Yeah. It's still terrible, and I do not endorse it or condone it whatsoever. But, like, but there's, there, like there's, a, there's a level of bad, right? And, you know, I get it. I get why it was a big thing, whatever. You know, it's a nas- National Football League, la-di-da-di-da. But it's like, 
there are a lot of people who do much, much worse things. And whether it's known or unknown, you know, it, it's like, what, what level do you, what level do you place it on? Or do you just have a black and white line and say, this is bad, this is good, and that's it? I mean, he didn't break any laws. So No, he didn't. No. LSU has broken a lot of laws. They've stolen money from a – boosters have stolen money from a hospital. Players have been accused and I'm pretty sure indicted on acts of sexual violence. So, yeah, uh, that's worse, objectively. Yeah. Subjectively, it's also – it's just worse. It's bad. So – Gruden might actually raise LSU standards for things. You can <laughs> of all, the, of all the bad things, he's like above average. So that literally brings it just inches the average up. No, the, he's uh, still below average in terms of moral no, character. No, 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 no. The, the, the average for LSU it brings it up. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, he's slightly above that average. Yeah, Did yeah. you commit crimes? No. Okay. Welcome, welcome to Baton Rouge. Chucky. Do you have a heartbeat? Welcome to Baton Rouge. Are you morally flexible like, in in multiple areas? <laughs> welcome to Baton Rouge. I, I feel like though it would also be: Have you committed any crimes? Okay, were you caught? Okay, were you convicted? No. Okay, welcome aboard. <laughs> oh, uh, some bad. LSU fans just get pissed. I know. Good. I I can't wait. Oh, I hate that morally bankrupt. Got by you gutter. Um, <laughs> speaking of non-power five schools, as we're just flying through tops right now, do you have anything else to talk about LSU? Nothing on LSU. No. <laughs> okay, we covered the bases. John Gruden morally bankrupt. Coach O is gone. Ricks and Stingley are. Ricks is out for the year. Stingley is out for at least the next couple of weeks. Both of them were nagging injuries, by the way, as we as I backtrack. Uh, Rick's had a nagging injury that he could have played through, but his family and him opted to get surgery. And weird comments from Coach O on Stingley. It's like, oh, did he get surgery? Because it was the same thing, nagging injury. They like, kept coming back, but he could have played. Uh, Coach O was asked, did he get surgery? And... He said, well, we put out a press release. I can't say if he got surgery, but he had a procedure done. Okay, what else would he have had? Right. That's that's very vague topics for just saying, yeah, he got surgery. Yeah. He, he, Even if you don't know surgery, what the surgery is called, just, just say surgery. I, I think he just didn't want to say it. He for In his mind, for some reason, in his Cajun mind, Procedure is less bad than surgery, even though everyone knows when you say procedure, it's surgery of some kind, regardless of how extreme or not it is. Yeah. Oh, speak. There, Ed Orgeron also made news this week because uh, Jacques Doucette, who was a reporter kind of in the Louisiana area, asked him about his job status and what he said and kind of how he felt about everything. Ed Orgeron was pissed because he posted his sissy blue shirt comment. So he said, are you trying to get another quote from me? Dude, don't shit on another school's colors if you're then going to get mad that people found out about it. Yeah. If LSU won, it he wouldn't have cared. He would have been like, yeah, that's a sissy blue shirt. But because yeah. 
UCLA won by 11. He's all pissy about it. Grow up. <laughs> Fair. But back to what I initially started talking about. Uh, Conference USA reached out to the American Athletic Conference seeking a partnership. And the AAC basically told them to fuck off. They were nicer about it than I am saying they were. But they basically said, no, why would we do this? We're trying to build the premier group of five program to challenge Power Five. Why would we create a partnership with you? That doesn't help us. Which I 100% agree with. The balls on Conference USA to reach out and say, hey, you want a partnership? The the thing I think Conference USA would, I mean, it's a purely one-sided, you know, relationship because only Conference USA would benefit. You know, the Yazis uh, might not get hurt by it, but it, you know, it's it's purely a one-sided. Hey, we're, you know, we see you coming up as like you know, the, again, not a power five conference, but definitely competitive, and say, hey, do you want to drag us along? Get out. Yeah, and I mean. The AAC, though, it, they year in, year out have kind of the best teams. Right. I mean, Cincinnati's probably been the best uh, power or group of five school in the nation for a while now, top to bottom. But they also have UCF and Houston, who are both at the very least competent. And then Tulane just earlier this year hung with Oklahoma. Right. Now, yes, I know the American is losing Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. So that might have been their conference USA. It's like, hey, you're losing these schools. What about a partnership? But at the same time, why? They could probably partner with a much better group of five schools. Like what's about I or power five or group of five conference? Uh, the Mountain West is always reasonably competitive. Uh, the Sun Belt has some good schools in it. I mean, you have Coastal, you have App State, uh, Louisiana Lafayette's always at least competent on the field of play. But the uh, Conference USA, what about Charlotte F FAU? Marshall, Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky, FIU, Old Dominion, UTSA, UTEP, UAB, Louisiana Tech, Rice, North Texas, and Southern Miss screams, we should be partnering with the best group of five conference. They don't have a leg to stand on is your point. Yes. I mean, Marshall is probably the most famous out of that conference. And that's just because of the movie of the We movie. Are Marshall. Yeah, that's it. That's the only thought I had. And other than that, I mean, yeah, Western Kentucky sometimes is okay. Florida Atlantic had Lane. Charlotte's four and two this year. UTSA is six and zero, oh, but it they don't have that history behind them. UAB might UAB and Southern Miss might be the other two in the CUSA West that kind of has that history. But other than that, I mean, Rice, Rice, Rice's most notable achievement in terms of their football program is John F. Kennedy citing them 
in his we are going to the moon by the end of the decade speech saying, why does Rice play Texas? Because they do the things that are hard. That's their most notable football achievement because that thing is basically Texas kicks your ass every year, but you still do it. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. I That's news to me, actually. I've, I've not heard that before. Yes, I, I don't, it, it, it how, was how, at how, Rice. Yeah, but how popular was was that? Because, like, what? I had no idea th- that quote that quote that you just said. Uh, reasonably popular. Oh. I mean, the, <laughs> the big part of it is, like, we will go to the moon by the end of the decade. Why? Because it's hard and we want to. No, like, I understand. Yeah. He was saying, like, all these things. And why does Rice play Texas? I think is like, one of the more popular parts of it besides... Uh, Besides the we will go to the moon by the end of the decade thing. Right. Let's just look up the full quote. Yeah, why go to the moon? Why does Rice play Texas? Or it's, uh, and they may ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And because they're like, why do we do this? Because not because they're easy, but because they're hard is the famous part. But why does Rice play Texas is also just kind of encapsulated in that quote in and of itself, because why fly the Atlantic is another popular part of it. And it comes right after. Gotcha. So yeah, there's a fun fact. And it was at Rice. Well then, there you go. You learn something new every day, boys. Yeah. We learn something new every day, boys and girls. We talk about the Cold War a lot on this podcast. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I did actually. I was I I wasn't necessarily going to bring it up, but I was thinking that we always tend to go back to just around the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties. I think we're now a college football slash Cold War podcast. Perfect. I couldn't think of a better way to do things. Because when I think college football, I think the Cold War. <laughs> No, what I think so. No, sorry. Hold on, I'm gonna cut myself off here. When I think college football, I think Soviet spies. Ah, gotta love Notre Dame. Oh yeah, we're going back. Anyway, the AP poll came out. Yeah, Sunday. That's important. Yes, moving away from uh, the Cold War. This has been such a weird college football season. I love it, actually. I kind of love it. I wish it didn't impact my team. 
but well, it's I fine. Mean, you're you're preaching to the choir there, Kevin. True. So we'll we'll just jump right into it. Same thing as always. Five at a time. We're gonna go bottom to top because we just talked about rice and spoiler alert, Texas is 25. But first, others receiving votes. Auburn, Clemson, Baylor, UTSA, Mississippi State, Kansas State, Air Force, Appalachian State, Pittsburgh. The AP poll continues to hate the troops. Yep. I know Air Force in there. They like the pilots. They like the flyboys, but they hate the troops. Guys who do all the grunt work. Ridiculous. Also, Pitt, though. Kenny Heisman leading the charge. One vote received for the top 25. Uh, They're doing a 25, job. Yeah, they are. 25, Texas, as I said. 24, San Diego State. 23, SMU with their quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, who needs to grow a mustache with that name. 22, NC State. And 21, Texas A&M. Any issues here, Kieran? Not really, no. I, I I have a feeling you might have a have something to say about Texas A and M, but I mean that's what you 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 do get a ranking for beating Alabama. I think in fairness. Oh, I have no issue with Texas A and M at twenty one. Fair enough. I think twenty one may be a little high. I think part of it is because they were ranked earlier in the year, but they should be a top twenty five team. Yeah, that's yeah. The only reason I think twenty one is a little high is because they're four and two and beat Alabama at home. Okay, that's fair enough. So, uh, but that's my only thing. That's a small issue. I, in really, I would have them at like 23. So, uh, really, not even a point making a big deal about it. Uh, Florida at 20, BYU at 19, Arizona State at 18, Arkansas at 17, and Wake Forest at 16. Let's go, Wake Forest. Um, Arkansas, the. That loss last weekend to Old Miss was so much fun. Like, I know they lost, but man, was it a fun game. I mean, it was touchdown yes. after touchdown after touchdown after, you know, big play after touchdown. I mean, it, they can't put – those two teams couldn't stop the ball for fucking shit, but man, was it a fun game. It felt like a Big 12 game, honestly. It did. It did. It did. And if you were to tell me that that happened in a Big 12 game, I would not be at all surprised. I'd be like, yeah, that only, sounds like... I would have been confused by the fact that they didn't score more in a big game. <laughs> but other I mean, than that, I mean... it was What was the final score? It was 52-51, right? Yes. Yeah, and it was the... Um, they, they failed to convert on the two-point conversion, which... I... I, was I love the of, I love it. I love it because it, it means you're confident in your team to do it. But at the same time, I would have just gone... I just would have kicked the field goal. Like... At least tie it. Like, if you want to make nope. a reckless decision, make it at the end, like in, in overtime or something or whatever. But see, here's the thing. If they made that, we would have been talking about how genius of a move it was by Sam Pittman. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I love the move because you couldn't buy a stop on defense and you don't want them to make that stop. So try to end the game when you can. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a good point. Uh, I also think Arkansas has helped out a little bit by the fact that Texas A&M beat Alabama is now ranked again. Right. Uh, they would still be a top 25 team, but again, I think they'd be a little lower. Yeah. 
Uh, but other than that, I mean, so far, the rankings are pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 15, Coastal. 14, Notre Dame. 13, Ole Miss. 12, Oklahoma State. And 11, Kentucky. Just noticed that uh, that Arkansas and Ole Miss actually just swapped positions there. I, I think that'd be a great way to do the uh, whatchamacall, uh, the poll, sorry. If you beat a ranked team, you get their spot. Texas A&M, number one team in the country. Oh, yo, that would that would be actually pretty funny. It, it would be great, and teams might complain like, oh, well, so there's no way that a team can become number one. Who's like like a top three team isn't gonna play the number one team in the country. So they can't become number one. Yeah, they can't because they didn't beat the best team in the country, so they shouldn't be number one. Yeah. I mean really, I, fun, I don't actually be, think that, but no, I know. It would just be a fun way of doing things. It'd be awesome. Uh then ten Michigan State, four. Whoa, 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 hold on. I think we're cutting out something big here. UK at number at at number 11? That's true. I mean, no. let's be real, Kevin. At the beginning of the year, we didn't even think they could do this. They could get six wins, period. Let alone six in a row and at the beginning of the season. Um, Let me go back to my notes because I think I didn't I predict they'd have didn't. this great a season. But I thought I had said I can see them doing well. Now they just have to win out. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. But I, I said they could be a competent team in the big – or the SEC East. Uh, I didn't predict this, so I'm not trying to take credit for it. Um, this is also the first time and two undefeated SEC East teams have gone off against each other this late in the season. Because hmm. the SEC East is kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good for Kentucky. Uh, I don't think they're going to be ranked this high next week, and they're definitely going to have one next to their name. But uh, 10, Michigan State, 4, Oregon, 8, 10, Michigan State, 9, Oregon, 8, Michigan, uh, 7, Penn State, 6, Ohio State, 5, Alabama. I don't hate any of these. I am... Not at all surprised by the one loss Alabama and one loss Penn State dropping. I would, and to be honest, I think a drop from four to seven is really not that bad in the grand scheme of things. Um, I don't know, Kevin, did you did you watch that Penn State-Iowa game this weekend or no? Yes. Okay, so... I don't know what happened, but the minute Sean Clifford left the game uh, due to an apparent, I think it was a rib injury or his back or something like that, when he got, he got hit pretty hard, don't get me wrong. But the minute that happened, everything went sideways, everything. And it's, here's the thing. It's not like the crowd that they were saying, like the big like speculation with that game was, oh, you know, you know, they can't hear you know, the linemen can't hear. That's why they keep false starting. They're not hearing the clap of the quarterback, whatever. And I find that to be a load of BS, right? And it it's entirely the linemen's fault. I think they had nine 
false start penalties after Sean Clifford went out. And I, as, a, as, as far as I'm concerned, they didn't have a single one prior to that. So, and it's one of those things like, oh, they can't hear. Uh, yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that. There's no way you can't hear. You, you play at the loudest stadium in the country week in and week out. That's not an excuse. Like, it was, I don't know what happened, but the whole team just shit the bed. First off, they're not the loudest stadium in the country week in and week out. Uh, their whiteout game, which is supposed to be the loudest game, is was not the loudest in the country. It was the noon Georgia game that week. Fun fact for you. Second off, I know what happened. Well, there do tell because I'd love to know. Left the game. There, there what? The offense starting quarterback left the game. So? You're used to hearing a certain cadence. You're used to things being called out a certain way. And, yes, I know it's the same playbook. They're going to use the same calls. But it's it's a mind thing, partially. And also, if you're used to hearing something a certain way and then someone else does it even a little differently, you are going to react differently. I, 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 I disagree. I, I wholeheartedly disagree because here's the thing. I understand that, you know, a new quarterback coming in, you know, the offensive line may or may not be nervous about it. They're like, oh man, how do we protect this guy? Is he going to run more than, you know, Sean Clifford? Is he going to do, try and do too much, whatever. That's all, all legitimate concerns and fears, but the snap count is the same. They're clapping their hands the same. There's no amount. And it's, and here's the thing. They weren't putting plays in there that were like, you know, hella confusing trick plays that, you know, had to be pulled off with two or three weeks of practice. They were doing run and screen plays and the occasional deep ball. Those aren't, that's not rocket science. Okay, you just put in there the reason why. Oh, you're thinking all these other things. Oh, how are we going to block this guy? Is he going to roll out more? Oh, shit, was that a clap? Yeah, that was a clap. Hike the fucking ball. You, 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 you've done that. And here's the thing: they practiced with that kid on second on on scrub offense or whatever, right? He practiced with him. It's it's not that different. Just snap the ball, and that's it. You don't even like the false starts are just ridiculous. Oh, I think as a D one lineman, you should be able to adjust a little better. But it it it, it does play a factor. I think nine is a bit excessive, but it does play a factor. So, all right, then. Anyway, that's uh, my rant over. Any other issues here with the top? No. Uh, I I don't think Michigan and Michigan State are going to stay here that long. Uh, Like I said last week, I think Michigan needs to stop playing and say, conference president, we won the Big Ten East. Uh, But other than that, it's – no real issues, no issues at all, because I just think in the future, Michigan State and Michigan will drop out. And now for the top four. Uh, Oklahoma at four, Cincinnati at three. Let's go. Group of five schools matter. Yep, damn right. I was so happy when I saw that. I'm honestly surprised they didn't just drop Alabama to four or something just to keep Cincinnati out. Yeah. Uh, and Georgia at two. You mean Iowa at two? Georgia, Iowa at two, Georgia at one. My apologies. Misspoke. Uh, 
Oklahoma is not the fourth best team in the country. Nope, they're not. Absolutely not. And, it, yeah, they beat Texas. They barely beat Texas. Uh, it's You cannot barely beat a group of five school and be the best team in the country. Agreed. So, but other than that, I mean, I love this. I love the top three, uh, top four. I know they're undefeated. I know it's Oklahoma and they were ranked high to start the year. So they're going to be high throughout unless they lose. And even if they lose, they're still going to be high. They're still going to be top 10 when they lose. When, not if. Uh, but honestly, I think this is the best AP poll we've seen so far this year. Agreed. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, I think they got all, Almost all of the rankings correct, and I I don't think we had any serious problems with any of the rankings apart from Oklahoma. But you know that's a stain on us rather than the AP poll. That's also an ongoing issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is not the first time we've brought it up, nor will it be the last. But after beating another power five arrival in their conference, uh, it, it makes sense that they went up to four. Uh, I'm excited for the Red River Shootout to come to the SEC. I hope they go back to calling it the Red River Shootout, not the Red River Red River Showdown or the Red River Rivalry. Jeez, I can't talk. Uh, the Red River Shootout just sounds so much better. I understand why they stopped calling it that, but it's it, yeah, Oklahoma it, and Texas. Do you really think they care that much about guns? No, they're all packing. Also in the AP poll, Georgia was the only school to get first place votes this week. Yes. I mean, they deserve it. Like they have been playing. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just. It was just more of a statement, yeah, than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get into our game picks, since we're already talking about Oklahoma, what the fuck, Spencer Rattler? Oh yeah. He was thought to be the number one, the first quarterback off the board. Him and Sam Howell. We didn't really. UNC's not ranked. We're not talking about them this week, so I don't feel the need to talk about Sam Howell anymore. Nope. But you get benched in the what could potentially be your biggest game of the year for a freshman who does well. Oh, Caleb Williams. I hope they ride with him the rest of the year. He was electric out there. He could run. He could pass. It was beautiful to watch him play. The offense looked so much better. But this raises the question with Spencer Rattler now. Because I don't, he's not going to stay at Oklahoma. I think this is Caleb Williams' job now. And after the game, when everyone was celebrating, he just walked off. He was not happy about getting benched. I mean, you wouldn't. Like, I don't blame him for walking off. No. But I'm not going to start sucking off Jalen Hurts. But another, a former Oklahoma quarterback, when he got benched in the national championship for Tua, do you know what he did after the game? Walked off. No, he lost his shit. He was so happy and excited. The next season when Tua was the starter and Jalen got spot duty, Jalen Hurts was helping Tua on the sidelines, being there for him when he scored touchdowns and made plays. So I think Spencer Rattler's done at Oklahoma, but does he go to the draft or does he transfer? I'd say he probably transfers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Because I, you know, what do you, uh, you're giving me a face, Kevin. What is it? I'm not sure if he has the self-awareness to go, you know, I need another year to show what I can do. I'm going to transfer. He, I feel like he's going to, you know what? No teams are going to see how great I am. I'm great. I'm going to the draft. I'm still going to be a top 10 pick. But you're lucky if you go in the first round now. Yeah. I think he'll be a day two pick. He'll be an early second round pick, but still a second round pick. Yeah. Or if by some miracle, not miracle, but like if the Packers win the Super Bowl and they don't like Jordan Love and they can convince Rodgers to stay another year somehow, then maybe. Or a team like Minnesota somehow makes a run, goes to the playoffs, goes late in the playoffs, and they don't want Kirk Cousins as a long term plan. Maybe. Have him sit for a while, learn, but I don't see him being a first-round pick anymore. I never did, frankly, but I knew it would happen. Uh, hot take, Spencer Rattler will go later in the draft than Jalen Hurts did. That's not even a hot take. Jalen Hurts was a hot take. Yeah, that's really not that hot of a take. <laughs> Before this season, people would have looked at me like I was on crack. Right, right. But but at this point, I think I think most people would agree with you. Except Oklahoma fans, probably. But, oh, I mean, yeah, but they're notoriously. Fickle. I don't know if it's Oklahoma fans. I feel like it's any fan of a team. They'll stick with their guys at the next level. Like, I wrote this long thing that I stand by, by the way. I'm not saying I was wrong by any stretch of the imagination. I wrote something yesterday. Are the Dolphins to blame for Tua's struggles? A lot of people are saying no. I'm saying yes. That is an inept franchise. But it's not like that. Like, I will stick by my guys in the next level. I don't care if they're a division rival. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see some stuff on Twitter like, oh, steal the draft at 35, Spencer Rattler to – no, he would not go 35 because any team would probably be thinking in the top three. Like, at pick 52, steal the draft, Spencer Rattler to the Minnesota Vikings – should have yeah. been a top five pick. Like, no, he should not have been. No. But you're an Oklahoma fan, so I get it. Right. And I think I think even um even the Oklahoma fans weren't too weren't too pleased with him because Kirk Herbstreet made a um a very interesting point. I think I don't know if it was this past week or, or the week prior when he was talking about it, but somebody brought up the comment the fact that they were calling for Caleb Williams name even before this game and that it, how, you know, how bad of a look that is. 
for an Oklahoma fan because, you know, you want to support, you know, he, his point was you want to support your guys and it doesn't seem like the Oklahoma fans are doing that. And, you know, I, that's, that's kind of the, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that's the trend and I'm not commentating on for, for any Oklahoma fans, but like you got to support your guy type type deal, right? You have this, you know, college football is incredibly fickle. You know, it, you can, you know, get drafted next year and, and forget the guy's name in two months. Like stick with your stick, not stick with your guy, but, but support him. Right. Like, um, Tua did or Hertz did for Tua. Like, you know, fo- fo- you know, pump up your guys, get them, get them excited to play football. You know, yes, he had a bad game. Yes, it was, you know, I'm not, not prime time necessarily because I think the game is at noon or whatever it was. Which but is stupid, by the way. It was stupid, but, but that, that's, that's irrelevant. But it's everybody's watching that game, you know, like make it so that it's, I don't know, like support your guys, support your, your team, even in the darkest hour type thing. That's true. I I think him walking off instead of celebrating shows the most about him. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I think if a team was looking for, like, their quarterback of the future, they might take him with a second-round pick and go, you know what? He has the right attitude. He didn't care when he got benched. He was happy to win. That's kind of energy we want in the locker room. Right. And he's shown the tools to be a successful quarterback. Now they'll go, well, yeah, he's shown the tools, but is he okay sitting on the bench for a while? Yeah. It's definitely a black mark on, on him. Yeah, and I know I've been on the Spencer Rattler is not good train for a while, but it, like I said, it's a bad look, and I think it will hurt him more than getting benched would. Yeah. So, now that we spent a lot of time talking about Oklahoma, <laughs> do you want to make some picks? Oh, my favorite time of the year. Oh, it's so is mine too. I did send Kieran in the picks earlier today, though. It was a little yeah. later than I would have liked, but I didn't know them until later. So Yeah, he did. I got them and sent them. <laughs> First game, number 12, Oklahoma State versus 25, Texas. Oklahoma State is 5-0, and 3-2 and against the spread, and Texas is 4-2 and overall and 4-2 and against the spread. It is at Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium in Austin. Kickoff is at noon. Spread is Texas minus five. Over under is 60. I am hoping that this is another uh, Red River shootout or whatever. Like this is 2.0. I know it's it's not Oklahoma itself, but... I look, I'm really looking forward to this game. I think, uh, definitely it's going to be, it's going to be close. So I, who did you say was favorited Texas? I think by Texas five? minus five. Okay. So Oklahoma state will cover, but easily over, over 60. That score is what you said, right? Yeah. 60. No, no predict- score. I'm not going to bother with score prediction. I'm just going to go with the over because I mean, it, it's just, it's just, it's going to be insane amount of points. Who do you think's going to win? I think Texas will win, but it would be like by a field goal. You know, it'll, it'll be super close. I'm hoping it'll okay. be super close. Okay. 
I have I have a score prediction for this game, 35 to 33. Uh Texas, I think if you watch the Red River shootout, the big thing was down the stretch, Texas forgot how to block or Oklahoma brought in the pressure. The blocking was abysmal as the game went on. It got it was fine in the first half and then progressively got worse. I think Caleb Williams kind of put a jolt in that Oklahoma team. But uh, I think Texas is going to learn from that. I think Sark is going to help him out. I think he's going to coach him up. And I I think Texas is still going to win. Maybe not cover. Oklahoma State's a good team. Uh, Mike Gundy has the power of OAN on his side. So I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen there. But it'll it'll be Texas. Uh, next up, number 11, Kentucky versus number one, Georgia. Uh, Kentucky is 6-0, 5-1 oh, against the spread. Same as Georgia. Kickoff is at Sanford Stadium at 3.30. Georgia is a minus 22 and a half, which is insane. And what? the over... But when you've seen their defense, I mean... <laughs> it, it's insane that it's against the number 11 team in the country, which just really emphasizes the gap between yeah. like one and two and then two and four and four through like... 11 or 12 it just it's yeah, insane yeah, the yeah. gap which yeah, is why we fair. shouldn't expand the fucking playoffs to 12 teams <laughs> uh over under 45 and a half Kieran and I'll go first this time because I always make you go first even though I have all my picks ready anyway uh, I have a score of 21 to 9 Georgia that defense is going to shut down this Kentucky offense I don't know who's starting at quarterback for Georgia uh JT Daniels is progressing in his rehab but they have not announced if it's going to be JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett. I don't think it matters. I think maybe if JT Daniels starts and he's a little rusty, it might be 20 to nine Georgia, but I'm going 21, nine Georgia. Yeah. I, I would have to agree with everything you just said there. Um, I mean, the, the, the Kentucky Kentucky's not going to have their, their usual success on offense. This Georgia defense is just way, way, way too good for that. I mean, I think the defense is probably going to put up more points than the offense uh, for Georgia. There's no, there's no chance Kentucky has a shot. They might hit a field goal or two, or maybe three in the case that you said nine points. But I mean, other than that, no chance. Do you have score prediction or are you just going Georgia covering and the under? Yeah, I, everything. Georgia covering the under. I, I scores uh, at, at this point. It won't even matter because it'll be such a a low scoring game. Uh, fair. Do you just want me to go first the rest of the way because I have all my scores already mapped out? Yeah, if you want to do that, that's fine. Okay. Uh, number twenty two, NC State versus Boston College. I will be at this game. My oh, first really? college football game. Since I graduated, it's a crying shame that the Northeast does not like college football. But NC State is four and one, three and two against the spread. Boston College is also four and one, but they are four and one against the spread. It is at Alumni Stadium in Chestnut Hill. Kickoff is at seven thirty. North Dakota, not North Dakota, North Carolina State is a minus three here. Over under is fifty two. This is the matchup of beat Clemson and almost beat Clemson, which I feel like we have a lot of almost beat Clemson's this year, but Boston College looked competitive against Clemson. They It was a good game, but NC State got the job done. 
28-22 NC State. I, in my heart, in my heart, I want Boston College to win. But at the same time, I don't think I'm, I don't think that they're going to beat out 22 ranked North Carolina State. I think it's going to be 25, you know, 21, no, 25, 18. North Carolina State. I think NC State's got a little Philip Rivers magic in him for this year. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's done playing in the NFL, so all he has time to do is make babies and yep. put all his winning mantra, even though he hasn't won much in his NFL career, into NC State. Finally, our group of five pick, formerly the Rattlesnake pick, but now that Houston's going to the Big 12, we have to find a new name for this. Uh, Cincinnati versus UCF. The potential CFP team, first group of five team made a college football playoff, and the 2017 national champions in the state of Florida. <laughs> uh, fun fact, actually. There are two states where Alabama is not the national champion for that year. I already gave you I mean, one, Florida. Right. Can you guess the other one, Kiernan? Um, I cannot actually. What is Alabama? Oh, oh. Alabama yeah. lost the Iron Bowl that year, so Auburn made these nice rings, saying state champions. So they're the champions of Alabama in Florida because Rick Scott, who was their governor at the time, wrote a proclamation that UCF was the national champions. It's hysterical to me that he had to go with a group of five school because the other schools in Florida suck. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati is 5-0, and 4-1 and against the spread. UCF, the Gus Boss, is 3-2, and 1-4 and against the spread. It's at Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati. Kickoff is at 12. Cincy is a minus 21 with an over-under of 57.5. I have Cincinnati winning... 32 to 12. I don't think they're going to cover this game. Or it's going to be. Oh no, they are going to cover because I have a 21 point spread. No, I have a 20 point spread. I'm an idiot. I don't have Cincinnati covering. I think the Gus bus still has a little magic in it, but it's really just going to make it so Cincinnati doesn't cover. Sirenin. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I would agree with you on all accounts. I think Cincinnati is on a roll. UCF is not going to put up enough of a defense to – it's, it's going to be like a speck on Cincinnati's radar, in my opinion. I've got Cincinnati uh, uh, 28-15. Uh, oh, so you also don't have Cincinnati covering. No, I think I, you know, the thirteen point difference I have there. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to blow out UCF, but I mean they're going to win by a substantial margin. It, it's going to be a comfortable game, but it's not going to yeah. be. Oh wow, UCF got violated. Right. I don't think it's going to be like that. Yeah. I I believe I'm a firm believer in the Gus Bus magic, though. Hmm. That Iron Bowl every year was 
stressful. So I, <laughs> I think the Gus boss has a little bit of magic left in the tank, like I said. Uh, so there's our picks. Kieran and I are both taking Texas with Oklahoma State to cover. We're both – Kieran is taking Georgia to cover and the under. I'm taking the under, but I think Kentucky will cover on that game. Uh, we both have NC State winning and covering against Boston College. And we both have Cincinnati winning but not covering against UCF. And we're both hitting the under on that one. Uh, And last week's picks, I did not look up who won last week because I was sad after (laughs) Alabama lost. But we're just going to go straight up wins and losses. I got the Penn State-Iowa game right. You got the Oklahoma Texas game right straight up. That's not too we bad. Both got the Ole Miss game right. Good. And in the cumble, this was an excuse talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. You thought we were done talking about come on this podcast. You're wrong. Kiernan, you got the straight up win on this one. You picked UMass to win. I picked UConn to win. So Kiernan, you won last week, even though there's no prize here, but Woo-hoo! Let's go. People were raw, like going against UMass. Like, oh, they they were charging the field after being un or completely beaten UConn, zero and six UConn. Yeah, UMass was zero and five going into the game. <laughs> they got their first one of the year in the most prestigious bowl game in the country, the Cum Bowl. Like, why would you? They are not getting UMass is not getting the respect they deserve. No, they should not. I expect to see UMass in the college football playoffs this season. Agreed. They won the Cumble. How can you not have them as the like second best team in the country behind Georgia? Yeah, I mean, they basically would give Georgia a run for their money. I mean, they'd beat Alabama, no problem. (laughs) Exactly, because UMass knows how to come. Uh, I looked at making a shirt for this game, but. I couldn't get it to look the way I wanted to, and it looked gross. I can imagine. It Kevin, looked I can horrible. Oh, uh, let me see if I still have it up, kid. I'll send you a picture, or I'll you post know what? The Please don't, <laughs> don't just don't. Yeah, no, I can do. I, I don't do it. have it up. I have uh, some drafts for a Kenny Heisman shirt, but I don't have a Cumble <laughs> shirt up anymore. I think I, I was like, oh, this makes me feel icky. I'm deleting this. <laughs> And I just said icky on the air. I hate myself. Well, I mean, you did it to yourself, so. Uh, Just like that and coming, I do it to myself. Uh, (laughs) Recruiting updates. We don't talk about recruiting a lot for this podcast, which is weird because it's a college football podcast. But 2022 recruiting class updates. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, 
and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Uh, Kiernan, I'm sorry. Penn State is no longer the number one recruit school in the 2022 recruiting class. That's all right. It's Alabama. According to 247, uh, rankings have Alabama at one, Penn State at two, Texas at three, Notre Dame at four, and Georgia at five. Uh, I think I have the rest of the rankings up. Maybe I'll pull up the rest. We are a very professional podcast. I don't even have the rankings up. Uh, we'll just go through the top 10 with the recruiting classes. Uh, like I said, Alabama 1, Penn State 2, Texas 3, Notre Dame 4, Georgia 5, Oregon at 6, Ohio State at 7, Oklahoma at 8, LSU at 9, and Tamu at 10. And then, oh, there's some interesting more down the line. Florida State at 11, Clemson at 12, UNC at 13, Florida at 14, and Stanford at 15. Are there any shockers here, Kiernan? Um, Stanford, honestly, at 15? Is that what you said? Yes. That They have no five stars, but they are at 15. That's, I would say that's arguably fairly surprising. I mean... Stanford, I wouldn't say, apart from Christian McCaffrey, I wouldn't, like, in the past few years, I mean, I have they, I don't think they've been ranked in the top 15 for a while, at least in terms yeah. of recruiting class. They have not, but, I mean... I'm not the saying they're is, a bad team, I'm just saying that I don't no, think they've been ranked. The thing with Stanford is they're, they have a history to them. They've been a good school. Right. They're the education is top notch. And they're they are a power five school. So the education and you'll play good football. So if it doesn't work out at the next level, you'll have that Stanford education to fall back on. But I mean they put guys into the league. I mean going back to twenty Let's go back to 2010. Toby Gerhardt, second-round pick. Didn't really work out, but it was a second-round pick. Heisman finalist. Uh, 2012, David Castro and Andrew Luck. Uh, Kobe Fleener in the second. Zach or Jonathan Martin in the second. 2013, Zach Ertz in the second. Uh, 2015, Andrus Pete, a tackle in the first round. 2016, Joshua Garnett in the first round, who was a guard. Solomon Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, 2017. Justin Reed, 2018, even though John Gruden thinks he should have been fired. Uh, 2019, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside in the second round. And they've kind of fallen off a little bit lately. But they have a history, and they have a reputation for putting guys in the league. That That's very fair. So I'm not I, – I am a little surprised based on how things have gone lately. Right. But it's it's not the most shocking thing in the world. Yeah, it was – my reaction was more just, oh, wow, you know, I didn't think they were, you know, that high up. And, again, this is, you know, recruiting – this is recruiting ranking. So this is all speculative. Like, you have no idea how these guys are yes. actually going to perform. So, I mean, in reality, it doesn't matter. But I'm just – 
my my initial shock was just like, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm surprised they were that they could recruit that well. Yes, uh, I'm a little surprised that Clemson is not the best recruiter in the ACC. That is a bit of a shocker. Uh, Florida State being at 11, Clemson at 12. That I it's strictly a numbers game. Florida State has 18 commits. Average grade is 89.79 for a total score of 239.84. Clemson only has 12 commits. Average grade is 93.79, so four points higher with a 235.57. Wow. So it, it, it is more just kind of a numbers game because Florida State has a lot of three stars that are driving up that ranking. <laughs> they have one five-star, six four-stars, and 11 three-stars. Clemson has two five-stars, nine four-stars, and one three-star. So I, it is – Florida State's higher because of the numbers game. Uh, I do think Clemson's class is better. But – so these rankings are all bullshit also. I mean, five stars don't pan out all the time. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Although, according to Paul Feinbaum, the Clemson dynasty is dead, so this doesn't matter because they're not going to win ever again. <laughs> Solve uh, that mystery right there. Now, a recurring segment, or a hopefully recurring segment, called Media Scumbags. We're going to be talking about members of the media who are just doing scumbag things to these poor kids. Uh, Devin Brown... A four-star USB commit plays quarterback. Uh, asked a reporter from Ole Miss asked for his number to kind of talk to him, get a quote, blah blah. He gave the reporter his number. Uh, it is Yancey Porter. This guy's a scumbag. I don't feel bad giving out his name. Uh, the re- re- the reporter never reached out to him. Never asked him any questions. Quoted him in an article on two forty-seven said it blew me away the quote is it blew me away honestly i loved everything about my trip down there it was my first time to visit the state of mississippi never met so many nice people in my life their offense is taylor made for a quarterback spelled taylor made wrong by the way spelled it like the name taylor not like oh. taylor astute oh my uh, god they have two of the best offensive minds in college football uh devin brown tweeted this out it said uh never spoke with them not cool. Old Miss recruits, check your quotes. So, media scumbag, number one, Yancey Porter of 247. Okay, what are your thoughts on that? On giving a fake quote. Isn't that, wouldn't that, that that's a legal thing. That's like, I don't want to say it's defamation, but it must fall under one of those libel. Uh... I don't know. It, it probably could be, but. He didn't necessarily say anything bad about the play. Like, he didn't say, oh, quarterback Devin Brown said, oh, fuck USC. I'm going to Ole Miss now. That's trash, yeah. Ole Miss. Like, yeah. Yes, no, I, I, I understand it, that. I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about, like, if you're in – like, you never even call it – like, at least if you had altered the quote just because it, you know, it didn't fit exactly what, like, paraphrase it or whatever, like, that's – Fine, but just straight up quoting him, uh, like as nothing, like that's fucked up. That's so messed up. Even if you, even if you don't have a quote from him, just talk about like 
him in general and don't use any quotes. Like it's so much easier to just just do that. So there is a legal precedent. Uh, libel claims can be c- permitted for some made up quotes in according to the Baltimore Sun in 1991, apparently. So yes, there could be legal repercussions for that. I hope but there even is. outside of that, I I don't know if a court might just throw us up like this is stupid. They didn't say anything bad. Like, yes, they didn't actually quote you correctly, but or they didn't quote you at all because you didn't say this, but whatever. We have more important shit to deal with. But I think this is more damning for first off, Yancey Porter, but second off, 247 for employing someone who would do this. Right. That that's pretty bad. So either way, Yancey Porter's either getting sued and has to pay money and or he's out of a job. It's the it more likely he's out of a job, but or I don't know, 247 might just slap him on the wrist. I don't know how they deal with these things. But yeah, so media scumbag of the week, Yancey Porter at 247. Stop false quoting people. And that, that goes for everyone. That's just that's, that's not just college football. Like it's stop misquoting people. Unless unless it's satire. Ah, yes. There's a fine line between libel and satire. Yes. If you're working for an official site like 247, just don't. Yeah. If you're like a writer for SNL or something, yeah. Or like Barstool or something, like that's fine. It's satire. It's fine. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or, it's not even misquoted. It's just a made-up quote. Right. But... So, yeah, uh, don't misquote people or don't make up quotes from people. And Alabama is the best recruiting school in the country. Uh, this to sum up. Also, that's, Arch Manning coming to Tuscaloosa are the reports that they're the front runner. So, roll tide, baby. Uh, kid, any thoughts on that? I bet to bring that up. According to Dan, Pratt, Dan Patrick, Tuscaloosa is the front runner for Arch Manning. Well, that is just peachy, isn't it, for you? Oh, I love it. Anything to I'm, keep Bear Bryant's grandnephew off of the fucking field, I'm good with. Fuck you, shut down, man. You know who you are. <laughs> so, Kenan, any thoughts on Penn State's recruiting class or Arch Banding coming to Tuscaloosa? Uh, no. Uh, as it, This was at the beginning of the year, so this was before... before before the season started, there was um, there was some serious hype, you know, around the Penn Penn State like accounts. Like I still follow all like the the college accounts and like the the local newspapers and things like that on Instagram, or whatever, or you know any of the social media stuff. And there was like big hype around the fact that we got, um, you know, the number one or number two or whatever it was recruiting class in the in the country. And I was just like, damn, is James Franklin about to like pull some serious hardware in the next few years. Like what's, what's going on with this? I was, I was excited for it too. Cause I'm like, if people are 
saying that like Penn State's this good just on speculative recruits. I know, I know things don't work out from time to time, but you know, just, you know, kind of let's go. Like <laughs> fucking send it. That's fair, but I would like to point out in 2019, Texas was the number three recruiting school in the country and they are currently ranked 25. No, that's very fair. Like I said, it's all speculative. <laughs> so. But, I'm not jumping yes. the gun yet. I'm not jumping the gun. I'm, I'm just. You're saying really... it's a positive sign, but it's not necessarily the end all be all. Correct. That's fair. There's no harm in that. No, no, not not getting on anybody's you know business or whatever. That's just that's just uh, oh, we'll, we'll wait and see next year. I mostly care about Alabama recruiting classes in the sense. Like, the overall grade looks cool, but I love looking back at the recruiting classes and just the guys that they get. Well, I mean, they get the best guys. Like, it's Alabama. Like, ever since Nick Saban took over, it's been pretty much nothing but success. I mean, maybe the first year or two or whatever. But, you know, since – but I think, what was I, nine at the time? Holy shit, I'm really dating myself. Um (laughs) But like when you think about to like the the mid two thousands, so we go first got hired two thousand six, is that correct? Or you know two thousand five into the two thousand six season, is that correct? Uh, or was it Nick Saban's first year was two thousand six? No, okay. two thousand seven. My apologies. Okay, so we got hired in two thousand six for two thousand seven or whatever it was. Anyway, you know we were we were both eight or nine, ten years old, and. uh like, you know, so so we would only start watching football at that point. So, you know, we, we've known Alabama is nothing but success and, you know, it's yada, yada, yada. I'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen to Alabama once Saban retires. It's going to be interesting. Uh, when he needs to retire soon, he needs to bring in a great, some great coordinator to we just- succeed him. Can we just cryogenically freeze him or upload his memory to a robot? Oh, maybe. I don't hate that idea. <laughs> I, I actually really like that idea. Hopefully science can... Oh! Hopefully science catches up. Nick Saban could go into a robot and then Ted Williams's head can get unfrozen and he can become the starting left fielder for the Boston Red Sox. That's the dream. Uh, but... Can I tell you the craziest thing I've ever heard someone say? Yeah, sure. It was my freshman year. And I was hanging out with a friend of mine, one of my best friends from college. She just got engaged, so congrats to her. Fucker. <laughs> I was going to say. But anyway, I was hanging out with her and one of her roommates. And her roommate said, you know, I didn't know Alabama was good at football until I got here. Have you been living under a rock? How the fuck do you not know that? It's like, first grade, I, SpongeBob. In the Northeast, like people don't watch college football a lot, so I didn't really watch it growing up. But I knew Alabama was good. Yeah. And nope, that I, that just seems bonkers to me. How do you not know them? That's fucking weird. Insanity. It is insanity. Like I, I and they, it was a smart person, so I they were one of those 
Although it makes sense looking back at they're one of those like, oh, I only care about school people. So uh, yeah, I mean that's that's fair. But uh, hold on, if they only care about school, why are they going to Alabama? Uh, excuse you, <laughs> Alabama has the top rated undergraduate accounting program in the country. So you can fuck right off, Kieran. <laughs> Ooh. Counting, I can't do that. I can't fucking add and subtract columns in fucking Excel. Okay, no, a lot of it is doing what the government tells you, which sucks, which is why I don't do it. All right, so hold on. You're only proving my point. Uh, no, just because I'm bad at accounting does not say that they're, that Alabama's isn't good. I'm just bad at it. Uh, they thought I could be good, but I wasn't. <laughs> That's your excuse, Kevin? That's the one you're going with? Yes. Um, but also, I went to college for free, so I do not care about their education. I would have gone to LSU for free. I would have gone to Ole Miss for free. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like those are probably bottom-of-the-barrel schools in the country based on the people I've interacted with on Twitter from those schools because they cannot spell. <laughs> but anyway, there's our show for the week. Even though it was supposed to be Sad Boy CFB Hours, uh, it, we were actually pretty fun, I think. we It was a yeah. good episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. So, uh, this episode is brought to you by Yeats. Check out yeatsofficial.com. Uh, promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. Get some great sunglasses. Eli Manning actually wore a pair on Eli's places while interviewing Nick Saban. So, if you want to look like Eli Manning, I don't know why you would, but go buy some Yeats. Again, yeatsofficial.com. Promo code TAILGATE, 10% off your order. Uh, check out our store on Bonfire, uh, bonfire.com, tailgate in the quad. Just Google that. Uh, we have our logo in the state of West Arkansas. We are going to have a Cumble shirt, like I said, but it looked gross. And rate us, rate this podcast and subscribe to us, please. I hate asking you to do that, but it's free. It takes no time. Please do it. Pretty please. Uh, <laughs> and that that's it from us for this week. Karen, any closing remarks? Yes. Fuck! That was from my reaction from the Penn State loss. That is all. <laughs> and I'm sure you have the same uh, one. <laughs> yes, ditto. Have a good day. More college football this weekend. Kiernan, I'm going to need – is Penn State home this weekend? Uh, they're uh, bye week. Bye week. All right, I'm going to need you to stay up to date on college football news this weekend because I will be, like I said, at the BC game. So I'm probably going to be drinking. When I was hustling crack. Fair enough. I mean, it's only fair trade-off. I've done it a bunch of times, and we'll do it a bunch more. So I got you getting it. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 